get back together, we break up, we find our way back together, we break up again, and it's just this non-stop cycle. And we, we have to make a decision. We're either going to really try a long-term relationship or we just need to cut ties and go our separate ways and wish each other well. Today's episode, Amanda. Codependent relationships are a vicious cycle. One person needs the other who in turn needs to be needed. But what really makes them so toxic is that they involve an unequal power dynamic because one person holds all the cards. And trust me, that is not a good thing. This is a dynamic that today's guest, Amanda, is very familiar with. She's in an endless, heartbreaking rotation of breaking up and getting back together with her partner, Soul. But despite his infidelities and all the pain her relationship causes, she always takes him back. And according to her best friend, Lydia, this has got to stop or Amanda will never find true love. So, let's help her. All of those moments we tried All of those tears that I cried I won't hold on no more I gotta let go What's going on? My name is Sham Boudram. I'm a sex educator and a relationship expert. From Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine, this is Hung Up. This is my time. The Hung Up team received a voice message from Amanda about her enmeshed and complicated relationship with her ex-soul. Here it is. Hi, Shan. I can't seem to stay away from my ex-soul. We met in Memphis's tight-knit line dance community, and we've been together on and off for a few years now. Every time that I think we break up, he kind of ropes me back in. I mean, we, we really love each other, and he says he wants to deal with me, but his actions don't really match up with his words. I don't know if I should move on, if I should stay in whatever this is. I have no idea what to do. Clearly, Amanda is still in the thick of it. So I jumped on a call with her to get more clarity on where she is at now and furthermore, where she wants to be. What's up, Amanda? Hi, Shan. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. We got work to do. Are you ready? I was born ready. Yes, you were. So with that in mind, tell me, are you hung up? Yes, I am very much hung up. Tell me a little bit about the connection, how you met. So I met Soul um, approximately two months after I first moved to Memphis. One night I was at the one Latin dance club that we have in Memphis and I was dancing with some friends and I saw this tall, well-dressed man walk into the room and my eyes just kind of darted right to him because he really stands out. Okay. You know, he piqued my interest but I just kept dancing but I see that he's watching me. The club closes at three, the lights are on, everyone's packing up. He comes over to talk to me. He's very much a smooth talker, so you know I was feeling something, he was feeling something. Uh-oh. He walked me to my car because the club was trying to close. And once we got to my car, he kind of pinned me up against the car and kissed me, and, and then it went from there. Tell me more. The chemistry was very electric. There was a lot of physical attraction between the two of us. 
and it eventually just became deeper. We could talk about anything, sit on the phone for hours. I've never had these feelings for anyone else before. I've never been in love before. I've never told anyone that I love them, but I did that with him. What was the point that you knew that this might not be your person? So one night we were watching a movie and he fell asleep and I noticed that his phone was turned on and it was unlocked and it was just it was just open there. So me being nosy, I started going through it just to see if I would find anything. Mm. And the more I dug in, the more information I saw, you know, everything that a girl doesn't want to see. I saw text messages, I saw pictures being exchanged, I saw DMs, I saw plans to meet up around Valentine's Day when I had set up a whole date for him at my house. Wow. And it absolutely shattered me. I didn't know what to do. I started shaking. I went into another room so I could breathe, calm down. And I was so angry that I, I woke him up and asked him, are you cheating on me? And he sat there and he thought about it, silent for about five minutes, the longest five minutes of my life. That was enough for me to kick him out of my house. And at that point, I thought I was really done and that I would never speak to him ever again. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. We, he, um, he basically called me the next day. He didn't want to have that girlfriend-boyfriend title anymore. He does not want to be monogamous. And he says, I should, you know, go and date other people, see what it's like out there. So then we were non-monogamous for a good bit, and we're still non-monogamous. Would you say that you are traditionally a monogamous person or best suited for monogamy? Yes, yes, very much so. I really value loyalty. I really value picking a person and giving your all to them. So is he seeing other people? Are you? Uh, he, he doesn't disclose a whole lot of information. I tried and I went out on a few dates just to get my mind off things and feel like I wasn't just sticking around waiting for him to pick me and to choose me. But it sounds like there is still a part of you waiting for Soul. It gets confusing. He still acts like he is interested in me. Like just a couple of days ago, he did a little picnic inside his house for me just randomly. He said he gets feelings of jealousy when he sees other guys hit on me. And so when you couple that with not wanting to be monogamous, not really wanting to build a relationship, it gets really confusing. We have to make a decision. We're either going to really try a long-term relationship or we just need to cut ties and go our separate ways and wish. Is Soul willing to be a part of this process with you? Yeah, I think so. So I love that we set the intention to talk to Soul. Knowing how your self-esteem and self-worth is damaged right now and how difficult it can be in that space to make the right choices for yourself, is there someone else that we should be talking to, too, who can help us with this process? Yes, my friend Lydia. She is such a great friend. She's there for me when I need her. She doesn't judge me, and she, she's a great sounding board. She's just, she's just an amazing friend. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to talk about your romantic partner the exact same way? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Amanda is still so deep in her off and on romance with Soul that she can't see her next move clearly. Our team reached out to Soul and he agreed to hop on a call with me and Amanda. But before then, 
I gotta talk to somebody outside of their relationship who might be able to give me clarity on what's actually going on. So I hopped on a call with Amanda's BFF Lydia to get the inside scoop on the whole Amanda Soul saga. Hi, Lydia. Hey, Shan. So fill me in on the whole Amanda and Soul saga. Okay, so Amanda and Soul, I love watching them dance. There's this like chemistry, like this fiery <laughs> chemistry, but it's going on like three years of them, you know, being together or being connected in whatever way they are. Yeah. I have been around for this latter half of their relationship. And while they're not exclusive, I would define it as toxic and codependent. In what way? Amanda has this really soft spot for him in her heart because he's like the only guy that she's ever loved. And he does like crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then he'll come back, you know, with a sweet apology. And he just, he knows how to manipulate. He really does. And she does not know how to stick to her boundaries. And I don't think either one of them are innocent. She did wrong, he did wrong, all of that. But I just don't think that they're good for each other. I I want them to move on. And it's like, they can't. So as her bestie, what's your advice for Amanda? Like, what's actually going to help her move on? Oh my goodness. My first advice would be block him. <laughs> Let's block him because he's still going to call you. He's still going to show up at your house. He's still going to want to take you out. When you're pissed at him, he'll bring you flowers. You know, there has to be a way for her to learn boundaries. And boundaries are not necessarily created to be mean to somebody, but they are literally for your health, your well-being. That's why there are boundaries. The hardest part about watching a friend in an unhealthy, toxic relationship is that often we want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them free. But you can't force someone out of a relationship. And Lydia only confirmed my suspicions that Amanda is being breadcrumbed. And if you're not familiar with the term, it's exactly as it sounds. It's when someone gives you one tiny little piece of what you want at a time in order to lead you where and how they want you. Soul might be taking Amanda out on romantic dates and ravishing her with affirmations, but he's not giving her his all, not in action or in commitment. So the question is, how do you get someone like Amanda out of a just enough to keep you hanging on relationship? Well, you hopefully help them see that they're worthy of someone's whole damn loaf. And just as I was about to get in touch with Amanda to chat this concept through, she sent a text to me saying she had some things of her own to share. So I got that cryptic text from Amanda saying that she had something to share. And obviously, I called her as soon as I could to hear more. So the club was popping. I mean, people were dancing. And as you can hear, we got straight to it. People were just having a good time. I was with a bunch of friends. And then I'd see this tall, handsome guy across the dance floor who I've never seen before. Okay, I'm listening. His name is Oliver. He asked me to dance. I was like, uh, yeah, let's go dance. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the dance. Oliver is a great dancer. Um, come to find out he's been dancing for a few years and really into the line dancing like I am. He told me he was from out of state and he was just in the city for one night and, you know, picked up on a little flirting from him. And 
we ended up exchanging numbers. Ooh. And shortly after, I see Sol come in. Interesting. How did he react? So once he saw me with Oliver, I could tell that his whole energy shifted. He came up to me, didn't really say hi to anybody else. He kind of looked Oliver up and down and then kissed me. Wow. Planted one right on me in front of everybody, which he hasn't done in a really long time. And basically said, let's get out of here. And I didn't even say bye to Oliver. I knew it was going to get kind of ugly if anything else had happened. So we just kind of left. So have you ever heard of breadcrumbing? Yeah, definitely. I'm familiar with it. Does his behavior feel like breadcrumbing to you? For sure. He gives me just enough to keep me around, but he isn't giving me what he at least used to give me in the beginning when he was still, you know, courting me and chasing me. How does that make you feel? Very lost and confused. It's like a battle between your brain and your heart, and it's it's a confusing place to be in. A lot of times when we feel this blindness and this lack of direction, it can be because we actually don't even know where we're supposed to aspire to. Perhaps we haven't even had any positive, healthy role models in our own relationships, in our own lives. Does that ring true for you? A hundred percent. So let's just try to kind of figure it out together. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a healthy relationship looks like, how do you know that you're not in one right now? Um, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, just based off of assumption, I don't think I should be crying as often as I do. I don't think we should be arguing as often as we do. I don't think that I should be walking on eggshells. I'm realizing that a lot of it is not normal. I don't know what is healthy, what's not healthy, but I'm pretty sure this isn't the healthiest relationship I could create. I can hear that from you, that it's finding the words and the language and almost relying on the other person to fill in the blanks because maybe they wrote a lot of the script of what this relationship looks like. And I think what we can do sometimes when we don't have healthy romantic relationship models is that we can actually borrow from other places in our life where we feel good. We feel like we can be our best self. We feel trusted. We feel understood. Is there something that you do that reminds you of the best parts of yourself? Dancing. Tell me about that. Tell me about the feeling of dancing. When I dance, it's like everything that is wrong with the world just disappears. Anything I'm stressed about or worried about just goes away. It just makes me super happy and I'm in the moment. And I think that's what a healthy relationship is. I think you pretty much just defined it for yourself. And I want you to invite the idea that Loving somebody and being in love can feel just as good as dancing. That would be awesome. And I think that's that's a beautiful place to start. I do think some space between now and our call with soul can be advantageous. The more that you can focus on healing and focus on reflection, I think that that's going to set us up for success and to have our wishes met. I gave Amanda a few weeks before the call with Soul to reflect on the relationship she wants before diving into the complicated relationship they are in. We set the call with Soul for after a dance conference they were both attending in Atlanta. But get this, days before the call, we get a message from Soul. He was out. He didn't want to do the call. Something went down in Atlanta. So naturally, I hop on a call with Amanda and Lydia to find out what happened. Hi, Amanda. What's up, Lydia? Hey, Shan. Hi, Shan. Okay, well, you're already caught up on all the tea because you guys are best friends, but 
I need to get a little bit of a catch up on what happened. So I officially broke things off with Soul. Yes, she did. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I literally am so proud of you. You know, I just was just tired of going through the same cycle over and over again. And I just told them I'm done. Well, damn. <laughs> Details, please. Um, we had gone to a dance festival in Atlanta. All of our friends were there. A lot of drama usually happens at these festivals, especially if you're in a sticky romantic situation like me and Soul. Wait. The Oliver you told me about before? Yes. He told me he was going to be at the festival that I was going to be at. We're not in a committed relationship at the moment. And so whatever happens, happens. Uh -huh. It's Friday night. I'm dancing with Oliver. And Sol walks in, sees us dancing, and proceeds to stand there for two minutes staring at us, right next to us, making things very awkward. We finish the dance, Sol comes up to us, he kind of taps Oliver on the chest in this like super macho aggressive way, and basically pulls me out the room. Wow, that's dramatic. He's like, we need to go have a conversation. Uh, so we go up to his room, we have a, essentially almost a screaming match at each other. I told him, I had the conversation with you right before we got here. I told you that we're both single and that we could do whatever we want. And this is something that you had wanted us to do. This wasn't, I didn't want to be single. You were the one who wanted to be single and explore other relationships. But this is the first time that he has actually seen me with somebody else. But I have gone to the point where I'm just waiting around for somebody who's never really going to pick me. So I'm going to go explore whatever else comes my way. And after a long back and forth of trying to do that and not finding the courage or whatever word you want to use to be able to do that, what made this time so different? Well, after he saw me dancing with Oliver and got really upset, um, later on in the night, I saw him hanging out with some other woman, which I expected. But I learned that this was not some random woman that he met at the festival. This was someone he had been talking to for months. He's been talking to her since May of last year. Ugh. And what really struck me about this is that May of last year is when I took him to New York to meet my family. Of all the things that he's done to me over, you know, the course of our relationship, like, I found this to be the most disrespectful and the most hurtful. So, how'd you end it? After I found out about that girl, I confronted him and I just told him that I'm done. There's just no salvaging whatever relationship we have left. There's too much drama, there's too much anger, too much hurt. There's no trust, there's no loyalty, there's no honesty, and there's really no relationship. And so I picked myself at the end. I am so proud of you. Well, congratulations. That's a huge step. And I hope you're proud of yourself. Thank you. I am. So I'd love to know from both Amanda and Lydia, because it sounds like we're in a new chapter now. Like we're turning the page and we're starting a new story even. What's next? I lost a little bit of myself in, in my last relationship. So I want to kind of get reacquainted with myself, date myself a little bit, and then start venturing out into the world and seeing, you know, who fits into my life. Lydia, what do you want to see in Amanda's next chapter? I think for the next chapter, I want to see her as her best self, healed, fully loving herself, fully free, fully confident in who she is and what she wants with no shame, no shame about the things that she allows and doesn't allow in her life. 
And yeah, ultimately, I think I'm excited to see her get into a healthy relationship where there is mutual respect and love there. Lydia, you are a rock star, and I can definitely see why Amanda has brought you in and has kept you close. If all else fails, there's a spinster relationship down the line that I hope you both considered. <laughs> yes, um, I believe that best friends can be soulmates. So, 100%. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> With the support of her friends like Lydia, Amanda was able to integrate into a community and gain perspective on a relationship that was keeping her trapped. She stopped following those breadcrumbs. For too long, Amanda let her dance partner lead, but now she's taken the lead toward a healthier romantic future where the whole loaf isn't just possible, it's a basic requirement, honey. And as she said when I checked in with her a month later, I'm doing great, actually. I went on a double date this past weekend. The guy's actually really great and excited to go on another date with him. It's like my head is out of the fog. It feels good. Hi, everyone. I just want to say that next week we have a very special episode of Hung Up. So after almost two years on this show, I have a lot of thoughts and ideas and advice on breakups, and I want to let it all out. So that's what's going to happen. I'm going to sit down with Headspace's very own Dora Kamau, a breakup expert in her own right, to have a candid conversation about how to heal when you're hung up. We talk about our experiences and reflect on some of the people we've had on this show. It's going to be fun, and I'm pretty sure you're going to learn something. And maybe even get a little emotional. Okay, I'll see you next week. If you or someone you know is hung up after a breakup, we want to hear from you. Email us at hungup at frequencymachine.com. And if you like the show, spread the word. Reaching more people means helping more people. And don't forget to hit follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Hung Up is a production of Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine. It is produced by Caroline Slaughter and Rachel Borders for Frequency Machine and Danny Carissimi for Headspace Studios. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, and Baron Farmar for Headspace Studios and Dominique Ferrari, Stacey Book, Avi Glajanski, and Sarah Heppela for Frequency Machine. It is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sham Boudram, audio engineering and technical magic from Jared Brady. Editing, sound design, and post-production wizardry by the amazing Julian Kwasniewski and Bay Area Sound. Development at Headspace Studios was led by Leah Sutherland. And special thanks to Adam Krasner. Until next time. <laughs>